It's called Punties, actually. Punties. Lou, we are back in the studio for the Mind Real Old Tiny Radio Theater. <laughs> yes, we are. Which is too. awesome. Uh, we are going to be starting uh, the whole idea of sponsoring and dedicating episodes and stuff. But this week, before we even got into any of that, uh, we're going to have this episode brought to by a family a friend of mine, uh, Brett Michelson, whose son is currently suffering from Lyme disease. So they have a GoFo- GoFundMe campaign. So if you do GoFundMe, uh, look up Ryan, R-I-A-N, Ryan's 18th birthday. Uh, they're trying to raise $45,000, already at 39, to, uh, to get him over to Germany, where he is now, to get uh, treatment? treatment for this thing. So they're, they're bringing us this episode tonight. If you get a chance to donate, absolutely. If you can just share the post and, and all that stuff, that'll be great, too. Sue, we've got a great story, Sherlock Holmes mystery. We do. And a great cast to fill it out. We sure do. So why don't we do the introduction? The case of the dead adventures. <laughs> Adventurous. 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 Originally broadcast February 5th, 1945. Right. Written by Dennis Green and Bruce Taylor. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Denis Thanks, Green Denis. and Bruce Taylor. Denis and Bruce. So starting yeah. on my left, we're joined by Noah Danby. Thanks. So you have to, it's, it's, audio. it's audio, it's audio, so you should say something. Oh, it's audio. audio. It can be video, too. It can be video. Yeah. It can be video, as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. You know that. We've got Christian Broom. Woohoo! <laughs> Next to him, Gabe Gray. Hello. Hello. And joining us from last week's what was it last week? No, week before. Two yeah, two weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Rainbow <laughs> Sun Franks, welcome back. Hi, good to have me. <laughs> <laughs> good to have you. Nice. So why don't we get this story Thanks. underway, Sue? Yeah. It's going to be right. fun. It's going to be all over the place. It is. <laughs> on this yeah. one. Try and keep up. This one will be seen. We're doing, oh, yeah, we're doing accents. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> the Michelson family brings you Gabe Gray and Christian Broom. In the new adventures of Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Woo-hoo. And now let's look in on the genial Dr. Watson and see what a story he has waiting for us. Good evening, Doctor. Good evening, Mr. Foreman. Take your coat off and your scarf and your gloves, your galoshes. Yes, that's it. <laughs> it's certainly raining cats and dogs tonight. Come and sit by the fire and warm yourself up. Thank you, Doctor. All set for tonight's story? Yes, I'm. All set, as you say. <laughs> Last week, you <laughs> told us your adventures took place in the south of France. Yes, Mr. Foreman. And if you can imagine yourself basking in the sunshine of the Riviera with Holmes and myself in the early 1900s, perhaps it'll help you forget what a beastly night it is outside. I've forgotten that already, Doctor. How did your story begin? Simple enough. Holmes and I were staying in Nice when we were visited at our hotel by a young Englishman. The Honorable Reginald Shipton. The boy was in serious trouble and had come to Holmes for help. I'm sure he got it. Oh, he did. (laughs) Though in giving it, Holmes was arrested for murder! For murder? Say, Doctor, how did a thing like that happen to the great Sherlock Holmes? Well, that's just what I'm going to tell you. (laughs) God! Get to it! The boy had become involved with a, mm, a rather notorious French lady, Madame Corby. She was much older than he, though I must admit she was a glamorous creature, and the boy's infatuation was understandable. 
At least I found it so. <laughs> yes, I was stiff. Unfortunately, he had given the lady an exquisite diamond and sapphire necklace that was a family heirloom, although he overlooked the fact that he had not yet inherited it. Then, of course, he had no right to make the gift. Of course he hadn't, Foreman! Christ! <laughs> and when his father, Lord Shipton, learned what had happened, he threatened to disinherit him unless he got the necklace back. And so, the boy came to Holmes with his problem. It's spelled Holmes wrong there. Yes, it's just like, it's just a, like a house. <laughs> Holmes. At first, the great man tried the ordinary methods of handling the case. He approached Madame Corby directly and was told to mind his own business. He tried persuasion. He tried deception. He even went to the police, but to no avail. Finally, one night, Holmes disappeared. I was frantic, because I knew he was in danger, and so I got in touch with the police. Within half an hour, Inspector Charel telephoned me to come over to Madame Corby's villa and at once, and that Holmes was in serious <laughs> trouble. And of course you rushed over there. Yes! Of course, I'm wrapped up with it. I'm getting talking wrapped up with it. Yes, the carriage was carrying My fears increased as I drew up to the villa and saw a cordon of police guarding the building. But as I got inside, I saw my old friend. But a cold terror struck at my heart. There he was in the library, Madame Corby lying at his feet with her throat slashed. In Holmes' hands was a blood-stained dagger. And you can imagine what Monsieur Charel, the chief of police, said as I came in, in, in. <laughs> Sir Watson, your famous friend has made his last mistake. <laughs> Great heavens, what's going on? Holmes, tell me. Madame Corby has been murdered. Watson. And unfortunately, our, our friend, Monsieur Charel, seems to be under the impression that I killed her. But that's utterly ridiculous. Yes, that's huh? Then how do you account for the fact when he came here, it was just now Mr. Holmes was standing here alone with a corpse. Huh? I, I like well, things like that. Holmes, why don't you explain what happens? Please, I'm exasperated. Well, I've already done so, but God, all right. Uh, but Mr. Sherrell doesn't seem to... Mr. Sherrell is a very girly name. Uh, doesn't seem to believe me. However, for your benefit, I, I came back here to try and, and have, have another talk with Madame Corby. I found the front door open, so I walked in to discover the safe looted and its owner stabbed to death. Mm, whatever. Gross. You know, in modern day's work. Well, I picked up the dagger from the floor to, to examine it. You know, that's... that's uh, <laughs> we don't have fingerprints yet, right? Do we have Yes, we have finger marks. Oh, we have finger marks. Finger marks. Finger marks. Uh, yeah, because you're on that old timey detective show, right? <laughs> <laughs> what, Sherlock Holmes? Yes, I'm Dr. Watson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And as I did so, Monsieur Charel and the uh, police uh, came in. I should have thought a great detective like you, Monsieur Holmes, could have thought up a more ingenious lie than that, huh? Take him away to the city, huh? Come along, monsieur. Tell that policeman to take his hands off you, Holmes. <laughs> Please. Oh, it's my line. Yes. But I haven't the right to, my dear chap. You see, just before you arrived, Monsieur Charel had arrested me for murder. And there my old friend was, spending the night it's kind of like a hotel. And I suppose you stayed there right with him, Watson. Well, not long. It was a bit creepy in that jail. 
He, well, he gave me a, mm, let's say, a little job to do. He gave me a job as well. Yes. Mm. That's jail for you. That's jail talk. That's jail for you, yeah. You can't go 20 minutes. Well, I know. It was a, it was a quick job. A quick job. Let me tell you just what happened. The next morning found us in the office of the Prefect of Police. And there we were, Holmes and I, Inspector Shirell, and the various witnesses connected with the case. It was a strange sight as Holmes stood there defending himself. himself. Quiet, 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 quiet. Monsieur Sherlock Holmes is an eminent visitor to our country. That is why preliminary investigation is being held in private. Thought he had be, though he had been caught under extremely incriminating circumstances, let us at least extend him the courtesy of fair hearing. Proceed, Mr. Holmes. You have told us that you were brought here onto the case in the first place at the request of the Honorable Reginald Shipton, am I right? Uh, oh, page four. Dear boy. Uh, I'm not very good at the page, then. Yes, uh, Mr. P Monsieur Le Prefect. Uh, is the Honorable Reginald Shipton present? Uh, yeah, I I'm here, Monsieur Le Prefect. Do you corroborate the evidence so far given by Monsieur Holmes? Yeah, uh, yes, uh, he's told the truth so far. Uh, but if I'd known that then that he was going to murder Madame Corvey, I I'd have strangled him myself. Quiet, quiet! Please confine yourself to answering questions. Proceed, Mr. Holmes. What was your next move? <laughs> Are you snoring? <laughs> Wake up, Mr. Holmes! I'm Not in my car! You're on trial, dear boy. I'm Mr. Holmes. Calm down, calm down. Murder trial. Okay, uh, well, my, what was my next move? Well, that's right. You have to buy the book for that one. Uh, <clears throat> to meet uh, Madame Curvy, I mean Corvey, <clears throat> and I try to reason with her. And how did you accomplish this aim? My client informed me that Madame Cor Corvey was giving a large ball. Ooh. <laughs> she always likes to give large balls uh, at her villa that night. I suggested that he take my old friend, Dr. Watson, and myself. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's very weak. Uh, and myself along with him to meet the lady. And did you meet her? Oh, yes. Everyone met her, Mr. LaPerfect. We arrived about 8 o'clock to find a crowd of 150 people or more dancing to the music of a string orchestra. It's a very distinguished gathering, Mr. Shipton. Madame Corvey must be extremely popular. Yeah, too confoundedly popular for my liking, Mr. Dr. Watson. Where is my where is my where is Madame Corvey? I should like to meet her as soon as possible. These affairs are not much in my line. Well, I think it's rather gay, if you ask Then you must love it. Yeah. What do you say? You like happy things. Yes, very much so. Like this ball. Yeah. Love that you. Wasn't expecting to see you here. I'm sorry to surprise you. Why don't you introduce me to your friends? Sure. Monsieur Duke. De Boncourt, uh, Mr. Holmes, and Dr. Watson. Oh, oh. Well, how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm a big fan, man, worship. big fan. At the shrine of Venus, I suppose. I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> by the way, so much spit coming out of yes, this guy's I'm, mouth. I'm by, the way, <laughs> by the way, Reginald, Reggie, hey, I <laughs> thought you had received a conjure from that, that Viet, I mean, <laughs> that, <laughs> that, <laughs> that, <laughs> that, <laughs> that, <laughs> that, 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 that
Jackson. Uh, I'm afraid we're in a bit of a hurry. Good evening, <laughs> Monsieur Le Duc. You're not jealous, are you, Richard? Upon <laughs> <laughs> my soul, my boy, you are extraordinarily rude to him, if you don't mind me saying so. Reggie! Ah! <laughs> He's an insufferable old ass, and I, I can't stand him. I'm sorry. He thinks that because Yvette smiles at him for the moment that he's going to marry her. The Duke is a current favorite, I take it. Uh, Monsieur Sherlock Holmes, uh, how are you? I'm afraid I don't know you, Monsieur. I changed my accent just to let you know. <laughs> I'm just going to go a bit uh, true detective on my, this. My friend is quite crazy. No! <laughs> uh, no! <laughs> <laughs> But I know you and your friend, uh, Dr. Oh, you guys have, uh, you know, slipped a little bit. Only friends, Major. Only friends. Nothing serious, at least. No. Really, I don't remember meeting you at all, sir. The, this is Monsieur Charel, Inspector of the Surete. Mm. Mm. I think you don't remember him because of that drinking problem. Oh, yes. <laughs> 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 like what? When the distinguished rivals honor my town with their presence, Monsieur Holmes, I make it my business to recognize him. Well, that's a, that's a very flattering of you. No, he's Elvis. Uh, <laughs> not at all. You're not your business. Uh, oh, 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 business. No, no. Oh, dear me, no. On pleasure, Monsieur. Purely on me. Finish my fucking line. Oh, purely on pleasure. Find it, huh? Yeah, good job. I'm not that correspondent champion, I'm sure. Au revoir, messieurs. Au revoir. A positively charming fellow. Yeah, do you think so? Do you think so? Yes. He's just another old fool who thinks Yvette's in love with him. There's Yvette now. Come on, I'll introduce you and then I'll get out of the way. I don't want to talk to her more than I have to. All I want to do is... Yvette! Yvette! Reginald, how nice to see you. I did not know you were coming. Uh, I, I changed my mind. I, Yvette, I want you to meet my two friends, uh, Mr. Holmes and Dr. Watson. Enchanté, monsieur. How do you do, Mr. Kirby? I mean, Mrs. <laughs> Kirby. Oh, I'm oh. extremely glad to meet you, madame. Uh, he just took an A, so... He's quite strange. <laughs> They'd like to speak with you privately, so I'll leave you. I need a nap. Reginald, you silly boy, come back here. No, I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> he is so young, isn't he? Youth has a charm all of its own, monsieur. It's very uncomfortable for me. <laughs> but for a woman like myself, I find it a little trying for too long at one time. <laughs> <laughs> it is more soothing to be with people my own age, like yourselves. Go? <laughs> Awfully nice of you to say so, madame. But I know we're both a great deal older than you are, and more experienced. <laughs> <laughs> Nonsense. But your friend, he has, how you say, the long face. What is the matter, Mr. Holmes? Oh, he's skinny. <laughs> a little bit more than just my face is long. <clears throat> Nothing, matter. What, what are you implying? <laughs> friend, my, 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 my feet are long. Yes. Yeah. My nose is It's quite stable. Yes. Yeah. It's all over the tower. You know, right of the base. The line, the line is, uh, you finished burbling. Uh, Holmes, nothing, madam. Nothing, madam, except that I'd like to have a little, a little business talk with you. Oh. Yeah. Business? What accent was that? 
<laughs> with this music playing? No, no, no. Your friend shall dance with me. I shall be very proud to take you for a twirl, Madame Corby. Mm. Forgive me, Madame and Watson, um, old chap, but I must insist on this business talk for... Business? You are very tiresome. But, because I like your friend, <laughs> I will talk business with you. Come and sit over here. <laughs> Calm down. You can use her after I'm done. Oh. <laughs> now that diamond, that that diamond and sapphire necklace you're wearing, madam, I presume it's the one Lord Shifton's son gave to you. Yes. What of it? Do you mind if I examine it? Yes, I do very much. What are you, a diamond buyer? No, I'm a I'm a friend of Mr. Shifton's. He asked me to try and persuade you to return the necklace to him. Straight to the point. <laughs> The insolent puppy. It is mine. He gave it to me in front of witnesses. He had no right to, madam. It did not belong to him. Then he is a thief, and that is no concern of mine. He made the gift, and I accepted it. Would you, uh, consider uh, selling back your gift? No, I would not. Are you sure? Because Reginald would pay a fair price for it. Meaningly sick. Meaningly <laughs> sick. <laughs> <laughs> it may have depreciated in value since you, you received it, you know. Go away. Go away before I have you thrown out. <laughs> I'm awfully sorry, madame. My friend smells like fish. Come on. Go away. He lives by the sea. Both of you. You bother me. Oh, great. Now I bore her. Upon my soul. Never seen a woman change her tune so quickly. Oh, but what a fascinating creature, though. If there's one thing I like in a woman, it's spirit. Rubbish! Madame Corby's an adventuress. An adventuress. I don't even know what that means, but why would you say that? She likes going on adventures with her pants. <laughs> Women can wear pants. Yes, but she likes going on adventures with them. Oh, because uh, we kept the line. Oh, right. Uh, yes. Because uh, although she wouldn't let me examine her necklace. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Uh, I was able to detect that the diamonds have been replaced by uh, imitations. Good land! You mean that you stole the originals? Who says good land with exclamations? Holmes or Watson does. Good land! 1940 good land, I declare. Excellent. You mean that she sold the originals? Undubitably! Undubitably. Sold them or she kept them? Mr. Holmes! Right. Mr. Holmes! Yes, my boy. I was just looking for you. What's wrong? Uh, I'd like to leave here at once. I've just heard that Yvette's going to announce her engagement to the Duke de Boncourt tonight, and I, I don't want to stay to hear it. I quite understand. Though if I were you, I would be... Oh, I'm British again. I would believe... I would be relieved <laughs> rather than upset by the announcement. What did she say to you when you asked her about the necklace? Oh, very, very, very little. But I have a feeling that uh, you... <laughs> I'm very drunk. I'm very drunk at this ball. Uh, she said very little, but I have a feeling that you might be able to... to, to but if buy back, buy back for a reasonable sum. Yeah, but I tried that, and she wouldn't part with it. Turn the page. Uh, try again, my dear boy. I think my little conversation with her tonight, you might gather a change of opinion as much as I know as I know that. <laughs> rabble, rabble, rabble. Quiet, 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 quiet. But continue, Mr. Holmes. What happened next? Early the next morning, Shipman came around to see me with information that he had recovered the necklace for a very reasonable sum. And did you tell him that the diamonds had been replaced? No, Monsieur, I did not. 
Well, why not? I felt that before I told him anything about Madame Kirby, with any degree of authority, I was only fair to reinforce my beliefs with facts. Hmm. So what did you do? Well, the obvious thing, you idiot. After all, I have no official stand in your country, and I know Madame Kirby was a criminal. Or perhaps I should say, uh, adventurous. Adventurous. And so I decided to pay a visit uh, to uh, Mr. Cheryl over there, the head inspector of your local police, after my uh, client left. Dr. Watson, this guy over here, and, uh, and I and I went around to to, to Monster Cheryl's office. Uh, he seemed very pleased to see us. Well, Monsieur Sherlock Holmes and his friends. Hi. <laughs> uh, he hit a rock last night. Come in, night. come in. I am very flattered that you can to see me. How's it going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or am I supposed that uh, you uh, come here to make oh, my quantum's well, uh, what, what do you like, Mister Mister Cheryl? Please uh, tell me what I can do for you. Well, Mister Cheryl, I, I I'm not telling you the truth. That I I was not telling you the truth at Madame Corby's party last night when I said I was there purely on pleasure. That's well aware of that, Monsieur. But how could you, Doctor Watson? Really. <laughs> Fonzie Bear in the that UK. I, <laughs> that I'm not aware of. You are very smooth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, but, uh, is it my line? Yeah. Yes. Oh, right. I thought you were. Perhaps you know why I was at the party on British again. <laughs> but of course. And did you know uh, this that this morning? Madame Kirby pardoned. Okay. <laughs> 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 Just giving up on that name. Now, what the hell? Pardoned with a necklace in consideration of a of a cash payment. No, I did not know. But it is wrong affair. Is your client satisfied with his uh, bargain? Perfectly, except for the STD he got. But anyways, as you see, <laughs> he doesn't know that the diamonds have been removed and replaced with, you know, like things, plastic imitations. I noticed that when I was talking to Madame Corby last night. Had you ever seen the necklace before? <laughs> no. How do you know? <laughs> How do you know? Finish your gun. Get together, dear boy. Something's wrong with you. This guy's the head of the police down here? <laughs> How do you know? Are you crapping your pants, dear boy? <laughs> you look like you're squeezing very hard. How do you know? Are you making diamonds <laughs> betwixt your cheeks right now, sir? Necklace ever was valuable. Have you uh, said your clients are satisfied? What do you wish me to do? Ah! You are out there, buddy. I should like, uh, I should like you. I should like you over there to investigate. Madam Kirby. Mr. Holmes, if a Kirby is a brilliant and distinguished woman, duels have been fought over her, kings have been homage to her, and now because some stupid English boy has had trouble over a paltry necklace, you expect me to investigate her? In France, Mr. Holmes, we police do not work without the evidence. I think it would be good for you to remember that fact. Good day, Monsieurs. Blueberry muffins. And then what happened, Monsieur Holmes, after you had left M Inspector Charel's office? Mr. LePerfect, I was, I was deeply dissatisfied. I knew in my own mind that Madame Corvey was guilty. 
And so I decided to pay her. Uh, you know, where is it? You know, well, why did you go alone? Your friend Dr. Watson had been with you during your previous expeditions. Oh, well, I intended to burgle her safe. You know what I mean? And, and I'm going to say no, I mean, I'm going to say dirty joke. Uh, and I didn't want to incriminate We are French, of course we know. I Well, I didn't want to incriminate my old friend, this idiot over here, and he's such a risky person. Hi. Yeah, see? See that guy? So you admit you went there to burgle the safe. Oh, yeah, Mr. LaPerfect, but of course. But when I got there... Someone had raffled a safe before me and murdered Madame Corvey. What? Please, tell me exactly what happened. Well, I arrived at the villa just after midnight. Perhaps I should explain the villa is built around a courtyard in such a way that, sort of smashing one of the ground floor windows, there are only two ways in, as there are most places. In a door on the street, and a door at the back, which uh, opens onto the beach. And which way had you proposed to try and enter? From that windy, sandy, salty beach. But uh, as I uh, approached from that direction, I noticed a light still burning in the library. So I circled the house to, to investigate the chances of entering through the front door with the aid of a, of a skeleton key. You know what those things are? They open anything. As I did so, I noticed to my surprise that the door was open just a of course, that's all I needed, so I went in. Music snakes and underscoring dialogue. I tiptoed along the hallway. Everything was quiet. No Suddenly, suddenly I stumbled over something. It was a body. I struck a match because Charel, uh, you know, he ate the fromage. <clears throat> it was the Duc de Pancor. At first I thought he was dead, but when I turned him over, I realized he was unconscious. I decided to investigate a little further, so I, I walked towards the library. I opened the door and I went in. <laughs> dun, dun. The lights were on, and I saw. Madame Corvey, lying on the rug in the front of the fire, with her throat slashed. In the front of the fire? In the front of the fire. Let me read that, read my fire? I like barbecue, what can I say? The lights were on, and I saw Madame Corvey lying on the rug in front of the fire, all waiting for me, sexy and shit. But with her throat slashed. That's not very sexy. Well, that was a big surprise. And a dagger lying beside her. That's kind of sexy. <laughs> the wall safe near the bookcase was open and empty. Oh, like a metaphor. <laughs> I stooped down and touched Madame Corvey, because you know. Her body was still warm, so you know. I don't know. Well, yeah, you do. I <laughs> None of us know. No. No. Ah. Then I picked up the dagger by its blade and, and started to examine it. As I did so, I heard a rattling at the French windows, because we're in France leading to the courtyard. Of course it was Inspector Charel. Sherlock Holmes, I've got you red-handed! Please, um, don't wave that revolver at me, Monsieur Charel. Madame Corbel, is she... Yeah, yeah, she's dead, she made it. You did it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, don't be ridiculous.
Then how is it that I find you along with a murdered woman with a weapon in your hand? It's very easily explained, actually. I just came here to... Who is that? The Honorable Reginald Shetan. How did you get in here, huh? The, the door was open. I... Yvette? Yvette! I'm afraid she's been murdered, my boy. Why are you so nonchalant? <laughs> What's wrong with you? I'm a detective. I see Murdered? All the time. By whom? Judge for yourself, monsieur. Holmes! Holmes, you filthy scaffold, scaffold! Don't be a fool! Use a little intelligence! Struggle increase! Yvette's ah! uh, dead. You killed her. Monsieur Holmes, before I telephone your friend, Dr. Watson, I must indulge in a slut from Monday. And what's that, Inspector? I arrest you for the murder of Madame de Tonight's show is brought to you by Schizophrenia. It's a problem that affects 12% of the population, including Dr. Sherlock Holmes. You'll notice that he flipped... Oh, only once he's a doctor. Another thing, but one of his characters is a doctor. Another note to Schizophrenia. Please give local charities as much money as you can to the South, to the North, to the French, and to the English. He represents all of them tonight. Thank you very much. And now... Back to tonight's new Sherlock Holmes adventure. The great detective and his old friend, Dr. Watson. Hi! <laughs> and Fonzie are Bear. In, are in the south of France, where they have become involved in a strange case connected with famous adventurous Yvette Corvée. Holmes, having failed in his preliminary investigation, has decided to, <laughs> decided to pay a call on the lady alone and after midnight. <laughs> but in... <coughs> but in doing so, has landed himself in serious trouble, for he has found Madame Corvée murdered and himself arrested for the crime. As we rejoin our story, the prefect of police is conducting an official trial. Why did we bother to read the first part if you're just going to sum it all up? <laughs> what a waste of time. the internet. You burp. Monsieur Holmes, we have heard your evidence as to how you entered the villa and found the body of Madame Corvée. You realize, of course, that your story is entirely uncorroborated. Uh, what does that word mean? Uh, uncorroborated? Correct. Ah, well, unfounded. Unfounded. Yes. So they haven't found my evidence. No. My story. Okay. Well, I do, Mr. Perfect. I do. <laughs> You stated that you found Monsieur Le Duc de Boncourt lying in the hallway, unconscious as you entered the house. That's right, Mr. Perfect. Is the Duc de Boncourt present? Oh, uh, 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 <laughs> Duke. What is your own story regarding last night's tragedy? Hey. Hey. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, taking a bit of the ballet. We came back for the van thirty and uh, the servants were paid. But they had they had left a snack for us, some cold uh, some cold fowl, a bottle of champagne. Just Perfect before snack. 
Just before he died, he decided that he would need to mold champagne. <laughs> so he started <laughs> out to the cellar. And as he came into the hallway, I suddenly received a violent blow in the head. <laughs> I don't remember any more until the police revived me by giving me mouth to mouth. Oh, I see. Thank you, Monsieur Le, Le, Le Duc. Uh, is the Honorable Reginald Shipton here? Uh, yes, Monsieur Le, Le Prefect. What were you doing at Madame Corvie's villa last night, Monsieur? It already been testified that you had received your necklace back. I, I, I came over to try and persuade her to change her mind, to, to throw over the Duke de Boncourt and marry me. But when I came to the house, the door was open. I, I walked in and found poor Yvette murdered. I, I, I see. Thank you, monsieur. Inspector Charel, I cannot help but feel you have produced a very inconclusive case against monsieur Sherlock Holmes. It seems to me that both the Duke de Boncourt and the Honorable Reginald Shipton had equal opportunities. The greater motive to murder Madame Carvey than he did. <laughs> Duke. Monsieur Parfait. 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 A yogurt dessert. A yogurt dessert. Delicious dessert. <laughs> but, but that's ridiculous. I loved you, Ben. I'd never have. <laughs> Quiet! I did not say that you gentlemen did it. I'm saying that you both had the opportunity. Mr. Le Perfect, as I am under arrest, may I have the privilege of proving myself innocent? Mais c'est un mot, monsieur, if you can. Well, I think the identity of the murderer will be obvious when we find the jewel stolen from Madame Corvey's safe. Now, the three people present at or about the time of the lady's murder were searched. Myself, the duck, and Mr. Shipton here. Am I right, Inspector Cheryl? We, oui, monsieur, and the jewels were not found. What does that prove? On one, uh, one other person that had a motive for killing Madame Corvey was not searched. Yourself, Inspector. Oh, 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 Bonjour. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is outrageous. Are you accusing what? No. What? Oh. Oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. Monsieur Holmes, do you realize the significance of what you are implying? I do, Mr. Perfect. <laughs> I do indeed. Well then, very well. Proceed. Mr. Cheryl, you stated that the beach gate was bolted. How did you find that out? I was about trying it. Yeah, you always try it. From the inside or the or the outside? Of course, from outside, of course. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I think that when Dr. Watson telephoned... <laughs> Dr. Watson, here he is. Yeah, I'm a great time. Don't know why I hired him. I think that when Dr. Watson telephoned... Oh, yeah, telephone's back down. I think that when Dr. Watson telephoned your office, you suspected where I might be going. You you hurried ahead of the... 
Jean de Gendarmes and, and reached the villa several minutes before I did. You found, you found the beach gate was open. You saw Madame Kirby putting her jewels away. Oh, those, those warm, warm jewels. Anyways, as a, as Monsieur, Mr. Leduc de Boncourt started to leave the room to go to the cellar, you slipped through the windows. Signaled to Madame Kirby, who, who was your confederate, <laughs> to be silent. Followed the duck into the hall and struck him from behind. The duck. <laughs> quack, quack. <laughs> quack, quack, Sherelle. Then you went back into the library, killed Madame Kirby and pocketed the jewels. You started to leave the front way and saw me approaching. You getting hot here, Watson? You getting hot? <laughs> you saw me approaching, seeing a chance to implicate me. You left the door ajar and ran out the beachway, bolting the door behind you and waited for your reinforcements. <laughs> you have convicted yourself. If you came to the villa after I was there, how could you have known what my demands were, huh? I admit that this part of my case is only a supposition. But, <laughs> but Monsieur Holmes, that is no evidence. Ah, but of course it is not. Now I'll come to my facts. Dr. Watson. Hi. 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 I wonder if, uh, if you'd mind stepping forward. Don't no. Go. Don't. I, oh, I'm oh. very glad to. He's back to normal, ladies and gentlemen. In fact. <laughs> no, he's funny. <laughs> I think he needs his helmet for this one. In fact, I've been wondering. You <laughs> asked me to before, Holmes. <clears throat> well, uh, will you please tell Mr. LaPerfect exactly what you did last night after I was brought here? Avec plaisir. <laughs> Monsieur Le Prefect, my old friend Mr. Holmes told me to shadow Inspector Sherell as soon as I as soon as he left the surety last night. And that's what I did. He walked down to the waterfront and entered a small cafe. I watched through the window like a creeper and saw him <laughs> give a package to a rough looking sailor. And a few minutes later he left. Holmes had told me to, to what to expect. So I followed the sailor, and he went down to the wharf. I was behind him with a revolver, a revolver. <laughs> at the wharf? It's, it's a French revolver. At the wharf, with my revolver in my pocket. As he started to get into a fishing boat, I captured him. And also, the... Oh. Radio show. Shiny, shiny, shiny. I'll have to I do some exposition here. So you'll find, Mr. LaPerfect, that those are indeed the missing jewels. <gasps> yes. Uh, 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 that is a lie. He is lying to save his friend. Oh, no, I'm not. I am <laughs> a doctor. We do not lie. The fisherman is waiting outside the room now. Have him brought in. Henri Borel, those are, are those the Jews, uh, the ones that were given to you by Monsieur Charel last night? Oui, Monsieur le Préfet, but <laughs> you must not blame me. 
I only do what I am told to do to sail with them to Corsica and give them to Monsieur Chérel's brother, just as I have done a hundred times before. <laughs> Is that so? I've never seen him in my life. <laughs> I hear <laughs> No, you cannot give the spittle in your own mouth. Henri Baptiste Borel, born in your own hometown of Ajaccio, I, that have known you since you were a boy, sacre nom de chien, monsieur, what game did you play? Huh? Mr. Stupid Higgs. Person. I, like I hate you. Good <laughs> Merci. Yeah, Mr. LePerfect, the dagger on the table in front of you, may I show it to this man? Of course. Great. <laughs> Please. Mm. <laughs> Do so. <sighs> I says after moments, I'm just going to take a pause. Hurry up and show him the dagger. I'm just checking my Skype. All right. Good. That's not a thing yet. All right. All right. Okay. May we... Uh, that's... Uh, Henry Borrell, have you... Uh, Seen this dagger? <laughs> have you seen this dagger before? May we, of course, of course, I have seen it. My brother made this. He made this one. Yes, ah. my brother. He is the finest sword maker in Ayakio. Ayakio. <laughs> yes, yes. C'est bien. He made it for Monsieur Charel. What? What? Look out, Charel! He's drawing his revolver. Stop him, somebody! Bang! Boom! Oh. I would have gone away before you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should do the Scooby Doo thing. Yeah. It's Randy Ortiz. Well, my word, Holmes, Sherelle solved it for you by simply and very conveniently <laughs> committing suicide in front of all of us. And we're not that shocked. His brains are sliding down the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the dead Mr. Kirby lady, yes. so, you know, I'm all right with it. Uh, oh, no, Watson, that was already solved. Thanks to your very excellent sleuthing. My, 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 I didn't do anything much, Holmes, just what you told me to. I know. By the way, I still don't understand Sherelle's motive for murdering Madame Corby. Well, it was a combination. Combination of motives. Uh, jealousy at her announcing her engagement to the duck. Mm. And her anger at realizing that she had replaced the jewels in Lord Shedden's Island without telling them blah. Mm. And Henry Borrell made it very clear tonight that I they had been in <laughs> partnership. In partnership. I mean, how many have been in partnership for years? How many hookers have they killed? Many. I have killed many hookers on the behalf of Inspector Shedden. Necklaces, that's all they have. All yes. these hookers, diamond necklaces. Well, I must say, this is one of our most unusual cases. <laughs> you know, Holmes, for a while I was afraid you were going to end up in the guillotine. You're not in here, you're dead. Did you really, old fella? Well, by the way, there's a certain poetic justice about this uh, here case. In what way? Did you notice that Sherelle's dagger has an 
Inscription on the blade. Yes, but I couldn't translate it. I don't speak that frog language. You're an idiot. Right, you're an idiot. I'm a doctor. Yeah, he's not an idiot. Well, it said this. It said this. Che, Lamia, Farida, Sia, Mortale. I love that. I can. It's like my favorite food. Yeah, that sounds like a delicious dish. Che, Lamia, Fertita, Sia, Mortale. And, and what does that mean, Holmes? It means let my wounds be mortal. Like, if you eat too many burritos, I really want those wounds to be mortal. What's a burrito? <laughs> oh, it's this thing, it's like a wrap. A frap. A wrap. <laughs> a wrap. 